Psalm 10. Why, O Lord, do you stand far away? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? In arrogance, the wicked hotly pursue the poor. Let them be caught in the schemes that they have devised. For the wicked boasts of the desires of his soul, and the one greedy for gain curses and renounces the Lord. In the pride of his face, the wicked does not seek him. All his thoughts are, there is no God. His ways prosper all the times. Your judgments are on high, out of his sight. As for all his foes, he puffs at them. He says in his heart, I shall not be moved. Throughout all generations, I shall not meet adversity. His mouth is filled with cursing and deceit and oppression. Under his tongue are mischief and iniquity. He sits in ambush in the villages. In hiding places, he murders the innocent. His eyes stealthily watch for the helpless. He lurks in ambush like a lion in his thicket. He lurks that he may seize the poor. He seizes the poor when he draws him into his net. The helpless are crushed, sink down and fall by his might. He says in his heart, God has forgotten. He has hidden his face. He will never see it. Arise, O Lord, O God, lift up your hand. Forget not the afflicted. Why does the wicked renounce God and say in his heart, you will not call me to count? But you do see, for you note mischief and vexation, that you may take it into your hands. To you the helpless commits himself. You have been the helper of the fatherless. Break the arm of the wicked and evildoer. Call his wickedness to account till you find none. The Lord is king forever and ever. The nations perish from his land. O Lord, you hear the desire of the afflicted. You will strengthen their heart. You will incline your ear to do justice to the fatherless and the oppressed, so that man who is of the earth may strike terror no more. Psalm 10, 18 short verses seeming to be perhaps a little bit more poignant this morning than normal, perhaps, although the terror at the very end of the chapter, verse 18, is not a new thing. There is nothing new under the sun. Vladimir Putin is not the first tyrant dictator, antichrist-esque leader that the planet has ever seen, and there will be more. I think one of the things I want to just say briefly in this short podcast this morning is two things. Firstly, the difficulty that I have when I observe the world and this kind of thing. And knowing that before Jesus returns, whether in our lifetime or not, that the world is going to become more aggressively opposed to Jesus it's going to become increasingly lawless. If you read the book of um, 1 and 2 Thessalonians, Paul writes about that, he speaks about that, and he trains the converts, people who are just coming to faith in Jesus for the first time. He, he drills into them the reality of both Jesus' return, 
and how life should revolve around that, but also the world in which that coming will eventually appear. So we know that the world isn't going to get better. If you imagine the two axes of a graph and you imagine the diagonal line going from left to right, it's not rising, it's, it's falling. And yet conversely, the kingdom of heaven is forcefully advancing. And it's the forceful advancement of the kingdom in a world that Jesus taught us to pray, Lord, that your will would be done on earth as in heaven, is that the world is, in a sense, converse to the world that we can't see, the spiritual world, the heavenlies, the kingdom of the kingdom of God, which is literal and will be outworked on the face of the earth. And yet before Jesus comes, before the end of the age, there is going to be a rise of lawlessness, a rise of the lawless one. If you read the book of Daniel, particularly Daniel 7 and other chapters parallel to that, we know that the lawless one will be a fierce dictator, a fierce leader who, in a sense, specialises in persecuting Christians, those whom, in whom is the hope of glory. Christ in us, the hope of glory, and the lawless one, whether um, we see that person in our lifetime or not, remains to be seen but this is the this is the difficulty i have is that knowing that the world is going in that way how do you pray in the midst of terror how do you pray in the midst of terrorism how do you pray in the midst of dictatorship and the kind of people that we see in this chapter i think it's right to pray for salvation i think it's right to pray for the salvation of Ukrainians and Russians this morning, today, that in the midst of bunkers and underground shelters and converted buildings, that not only would the Spirit of God be moving sovereignly to reveal himself, reveal Jesus to people to bring salvation, but that from from within Christian communities that are genuine, spirit-filled, set towards faithfulness, that there would also be discipleship, people leading people to Jesus, people explaining the gospel to people who don't know God, people correcting faulty spiritual narratives, perhaps particularly from within the church. We pray within bunkers and underground places, almost as a picture of what the church may look like increasingly in this lawless world, that there would be salvation, that people would be coming to know Jesus, that this would be the moment where people, like, do you remember the time when we were in the bunker and we found Jesus, or Jesus rather found me and I passed from death to life? I think that's how we should pray in verse 14, the psalmist says, Arise, O Lord, O God, lift up your hand. Forget not the afflicted. And not just in Ukraine, not just in, not just in Russia today, people suffering, the people of Russia suffering under this evil, as well as directly the Ukrainians. We think of people in North Korea, we think of people in Iran, we think of the horrendous humanity issue human rights issues in China and in Afghanistan. We pray, Lord, that you would arise like the psalmist and that you would lift up your hand. Forget not them. So we know that the world's going to get darker, 
and yet we can pray for the light. John 1, the darkness hasn't understood the light. And we pray that there would be an increasing light, particularly from within a church, who are coming to their knees. So I want to say the second thing is that for those of us whose hearts are set towards faithfulness above all things, I want to just emphasise one other thing, which is mindfulness of God. Being continually, however much that you may think is realistic, being continually mindful of God. Waking, sleeping, going out, coming in, rising up, sitting down. Look what it says in Psalm 10, verse 4. In the pride of his face, the wicked does not seek him. All his thoughts are, there is no God. It's right to pray as we consider the, the future of the world, the future travail of the nations, the rumours of wars, the actual wars, the difference between rumours of wars and actual wars, the difference between rumours of atrocity and actual atrocity. There are atrocities in the world that we don't know anything about and he will come and he will reign and he will make right every injustice, every unrighteousness. But the people of God who set their hearts towards faithfulness are those who seek him, those who are mindful of him, how wicked and evil it is to be preoccupied by other things, to be obsessing over other things, to be fixating over the trivial, passing, fading, perishable things of this world. In the pride of his heart, the wicked does not seek him all his thoughts are, there is no God. And how should we read that verse? In the humility of his face, the righteous seek him. All his thoughts are, I love you, God. I seek you, Father. So Lord, I pray now that as we look at the world and don't quite understand quite know how to pray. Sometimes we don't quite know what to expect when we know that the world will get darker and we know that these kind of things have to come before you come. We do pray that salvation would rise up within these nations, these people who suffer the most, where there is suffering, particularly in Ukraine and Russia. The Ukrainians who are bombarded today in fear, Lord, that there would be a blessing that there would be salvation and in other countries who've suffered for much longer and, and whose stories are perhaps more concealed and hidden or we pray that same prayer that you would rise up within these countries within these oppressive regimes arise O lord O god lift up your hand forget not the afflicted in china in north korea in iran in afghanistan in yemen in all these nations throughout the different parts of the world where there is, and we pray in, in Western countries like Canada and in other parts of Europe where totalitarian dictatorship of a different kind is rising. We pray, Lord, for those who are persecuted, losing their jobs in fear. Lord, we pray that you would indeed arise and that your people would be increasingly mindful of you in the pride of his face, the wicked does not seek him. All his thoughts are, there is no God. Lord, let it be true that your people in the humility of their faces, that the righteous would increasingly seek you. 
and whose thoughts would increasingly be, there truly is a loving Father in heaven who is returning one day soon.